This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. If you know anything about what I teach here on Learn Jazz Standards, it's that if we want to become better jazz musicians, it comes down to practicing. It's not about fancy music theory tricks that we learn. It's not about special licks. and not. It's not about any hacks or, or shortcuts. It all comes down to practicing and not just practicing a lot. Practicing in a goal-oriented, effective way that will actually produce results. So over the next couple episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you two different practice plans that I believe are highly effective that I use in my courses and that work for my students and have worked for me as well. So today's episode, we're going to be going over the stair-step practice plan. I'm going to go in-depth with how it works, what you need to do to actually take action on it. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right, what's up everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become better jazz musician. I'm excited as always to be here. Excited to do what I do every single week on this show, which is help you become a better jazz musician in any way I can. And like I said, the most important thing I can do to help you is to simply tell you how to practice and what to practice. It's not about fancy tricks. And so over the next two episodes, we're going to be doing a series of two episodes here. This this episode and the one next week, I'm going to be going over very specific practice plans that are tried and true and tested. And that is because uh, these are practice plans directly out of two of my premium courses that uh, any of my students in these courses, my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course uh, and my Jazz Blues Accelerator course will tell you are highly effective practice programs and will will really give you results if you follow them through and do the work. And so some people might be asking, well, Brent, like, why would you, if you sell these courses and this is how you make your living, you know, why would you just be giving them away for free on the podcast? And the answer is very simple. I just want to serve you as much as I can. I want to help you as much as I can. And on top of that, you know, me simply giving you the itinerary of what to do is no substitute for being actually enrolled in these courses and, you know, having the actual material to work on, getting the feedback and having, uh, you know, a community of other students and the, the other lessons that are involved. So I just want to give these away. I just want to like give you a framework to work with. I'm kind of inspired to do this as well because as I mentioned in my last episode, uh, I'm talking about this new book that I'm writing right now that I'm really excited about. Uh, it's uh, a book. It's it's really my, my feeling is it's the first jazz improvisation book that is not a method book. It's more like a self-help style book. And one chapter in the book that I'm writing is, of course, all about practicing an effective practice and what you actually should practice. And I do include these two practice plans in here. 
So I'll keep you up to date on that book. I'm really excited about it. I think it's really cool. I'm going to be selling it on Amazon, which I've never done before. And uh, it's probably going to come out in early January, but we don't really have a set date yet. We're not putting too much pressure on it. Um, all of this, though, is is I'm just excited about all this stuff. And uh, so I just couldn't wait. I wanted to put this up on the podcast and just share this stuff right away with you. So without further ado, I want to talk about my stair-step practice plan, go right into it. So let's do this. All right, so if you're able to take some notes, get it out of pen and paper, and, and, and feel free to do that because I'm going to be going over a lot of information here. Uh, if you're not able to do that, if you're in your car, you're exercising or whatever happens to be, don't worry. I'll make it as clear as possible. You can always revisit the show again later uh, to get a clear idea. But this particular practice plan, the stair step practice plan comes from my course, 30 steps to better jazz playing. And it's all about 30 sessions uh, that lead you to very specific goals. And the things that you accomplish in that course is you learn two to four jazz standards you end up learning one to two entire jazz solos by ear. And you learn two to four jazz licks in all 12 keys. And then there's pra- you're practicing technical exercises during every single session that kind of build off of each other and, and help you work those different angles. Um, I say two to four jazz standards and one to two entire jazz solos by ear because it really, at the end of the day, um, depends on which path you're on. I have two paths. One's path one and one's path two. Path one is the most amount of work. And path two is the easier amount of work for those who don't have as much time. I'm going to be going over the the more work version today. So you'd learn four jazz standards. You'd learn two entire jazz solos by here, depending on how many bars they actually are. And you're going to learn four jazz licks in all 12 keys. And there's there's technical exercises you'd be working on. Okay, so that's the premise of the stair-step practice plan in general is that you have very specific goals that you've set for learning elements of jazz language. Now, um, I... I preach this many times on this show and in other mediums that I'm uh, a part of, like YouTube, but this is also a premise of my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course, is that uh, I believe there are only really three main things that as jazz musicians we need to be practicing, okay? Only three main things. Um, And if we're covering these three main things, I believe that we will be growing exponentially as jazz musicians. And the first one is technique, because you need to be working on your technical proficiency to navigate your instrument, because jazz improvisation oftentimes requires that you're able to do that and not just to play fast tunes, not not any of those things, because at the end of the day, you have to be a super chopsy player. But simply, if you want to express your ideas and be able to play the things in your head, you don't want your technical ability to hold you back, okay? So that's number one, technique. Number two is repertoire. So I th- th- that's what my entire brand, Learn Jazz Standards, is all about. If you want to learn how to play jazz music, you have to learn the tunes. I mean, this is both obvious, but it's also important to hone in on because if we learn the jazz standards, if we learn the harmony, we'll, we'll, we'll learn how to improvise over the important chord progressions. It's just essential, right? And of course, if you want to play gigs and stuff in jam sessions, you got to know the tunes, right? So um, so that that's one thing that we always have to have in our practice sessions is, is learning standards, okay? And the last thing is jazz language. Now, uh, in my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course and in this stair-step practice plan I'm going to give you, I like to think of jazz language in two categories. And one is micro-jazz language 
and one is macro jazz language. So micro jazz language is if you learn like a two bar or three bar lick over a particular chord progression, like a one, six, two, five, one, or a two, five, one. And then macro is more learning an entire solo by ear. Okay. So if you're able to do that, if you're able to do those things, you're, you're going to be understanding how to start improvising on, on a micro level, but then also understand how great jazz musicians approach entire tunes and you can get the big picture vision. Okay. So those are what I call the big three. So we have technique, we have learning jazz standards, jazz repertoire, and we have jazz language. Okay. So the stair step practice plan uses all three of those to build on the plan. Now, I mentioned that there's 30 steps to this plan, okay? Now, there's 30 steps. You can really break it down into into a smaller set of goals, but this is the way I've constructed it. And when I talk about 30 steps, I'm talking about 30 sessions. Now, I do split up these 30 sessions into four different sessions with two extra sessions at the end, which I'll talk about. Now, if you do the math, that's seven practice sessions per uh per section so i I call in the course that i call the modules because it's a course but you know you have module one module two module three module four right so for each one there are seven practice sessions and you might say to yourself well brent that sort of sounds like seven days in a week like what if i'm practicing every day yeah i mean i used the day time frame to think about things but obviously it's not realistic for anyone to practice seven days a week i don't near do that myself uh, and we all have lives, right? But I just, that's just the way we organized these sessions, okay? So, so, so far, this is what we got here. We're going to be learning four jazz standards. We're going to be learning two jazz solos. We're going to be le- learning four licks in all 12 keys. And we're going to be practicing technical exercises for each 30 session. And each one of these 30 sessions focuses on the big three. Technique, jazz repertoire, and jazz language. And the 30 sessions are split up into four different intervals, okay? Four different intervals of seven with two practice sessions at the end, okay? This will make sense mathematically to you pretty soon, okay? Now, why do I call it the stair-step practice plan, okay? Let's talk about that first before we go over the actual content of the session-by-session breakdown. The reason I call it a stair-step practice plan is I want you to imagine in your head looking at a set of stairs from the side, right? So you start with the first step, goes up to the second step, goes up to the third step, goes up to the fourth step, goes up to the fifth step, goes up to the sixth step, and then the seventh step is a floor of a building, okay? It's the floor of a building, right? So we got seven steps, but the seventh step is basically the floor, right? So imagine, you know, you're going from the base ground and then you're going up to this, the, the first floor, right? So it, you, 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 you have to take seven steps to really, to really land on that floor, right? Okay. Now imagine you have another set of seven steps going up to that next second floor. Are you picturing this in your head with me? So think about essentially we're going up four floors of an apartment building or something like that, right? And each step is a step that we take to get toward the next goal. The first goal being, let's get to the first floor. The second goal being, let's get to the second floor. Let's get to the third floor. Let's get to the fourth floor. Okay. When we get to the fourth floor, that's the top of the building. We're done, right? We're done. Well, technically, there's two more steps you have to take. Maybe let's just say the two extra steps get you onto the roof, right? 
So that's why I call it the stair-step practice plan. And the idea of the practice plan is that you're batching. Okay, now let me talk about batching. You're like, well, what does batching mean? A lot of times when we practice, we, we say to ourselves, I want to learn how to play this tune. And so then you all of a sudden you go ham and you're learning the, mel- the melody, you're learning the chords, you're, you're trying to you know take some music theory and apply it over top of it. And you're just doing all this all at once, right? It, it's a mixed mass of, of everything. And then you might say to yourself, oh man, I need to practice some scales. And you're working on scales at the same time and you're going through all the scales. And you know that's not how we should practice. What we need to practice is through this uh, this this style called batching. And, and this is going for the other practice uh, program I'm going to show you, you next week. But batching is all about saying, all right, if we want to make 100 cookies, we've got to start by just making you know one tray of it. Because like 100 cookies, we can't make 100 cookies on one tray, right? So uh, that's, that's what we do. If we have a whole piece of pizza, right? Not a whole piece, a whole pie, a whole pie of pizza, a large pizza, pepperoni, uh, mushrooms, whatever the toppings you want, it doesn't matter. If you want to eat that pizza, I mean, you technically could grab the whole thing and try to shove it in your mouth. It's not going to work out very well. You're probably going to burn your mouth. Uh, you're going to be disgusting and people want to hang out with you. So what do you do? You take that pizza and you cut it up into to, to bite-sized pizzas, to, to slices that you can take one bite at a time at. And eventually, if you have the, you know, the stomach for it, if you are gluttonous enough, you could finish the whole thing, right? Does this make sense? I hope that this is illustrating what batching is all about. And it's the same thing. If we're going to learn a jazz standard, that's a, that's a big task for a lot of people. We got to break that down into smaller bite-sized pieces. If we want to learn an entire jazz solo, that's very intimidating, especially for 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 people that haven't really done it before. If we but if you break it down into smaller steps, now it's manageable. If you want to take a lick into all 12 keys, well maybe you can do that, but you get so much more out of it if you just did one or two keys uh, at a time. Does this make sense? I hope this is making sense. Okay. So we have all this in mind now. We understand why it's called the stair-step practice plan. We understand that we have four floors, essentially four sections that we're breaking this into. We have 30 steps that we have to 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 walk up. And now I just realized that the course 30 steps to better jazz playing, it's actually very literal. And I never thought of that before. That's hilarious. So 30 steps, actual steps. All right. I'm just rambling on here. Okay. So let's talk about the the actual program now. So each session... We're going to be working on what? Let me say it one more time. Technique, jazz repertoire, and jazz language. Every single session, one of those things. That sounds like a lot, but like I said, when you batch things and you make them smaller, then it becomes more manageable, okay? So um, now we're not going to, just so you're not overwhelmed, uh, we're not going to be just talking like literally every single 30 step because once you get the first floor down, you kind of start getting how the next floor is going to go, okay? All right, so check this out. Check this out. The first session, session number one, this is the first stair step. You are going to practice a a technical exercise. Now, in my course, 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, um, I have these series of pattern exercises that are really good for all instruments, and they're, they're, you know, different patterns that go through each day, and then you go through... um, you know, different kinds of scales. They're pretty effective. They're really good at getting your fingers working and moving. Now, again, if you're not going to enroll in my course, that's that's fine. 
pick one pattern or not like you could do a pattern that that's a really good exercise to do, or at least some kind of technical exercise, right? There's, there's technical exercises that are good for your instrument. Like trumpet players do long tones, uh, like guitar players, um, should work on, you know, trying playing in different positions. Um, piano players might want to work on scales, you know, with both hands. I mean, whatever instrument you play, you know what you should be doing, right? So I'm not going to go into exactly what you do with those because I have resources for that in my course, but you start with just one small technical exercise that you can build off of over the course of the entire floor, okay? So that's the first thing you do. The first thing you do is you practice one technical exercise, not two, not three, not four, not five, one, one technical exercise. doesn't have to be long, just one, okay? The next thing you do is you learn just the melody of the first jazz standard, okay? Learn just the melody. Now, you might be tempted to learn more than the melody, like, I'll learn the chords too. Just the melody. Now, uh, there's, of course, how do you learn a jazz standard by ear? Um, I would encourage you to look up on YouTube or on my podcast feed, my list method for learning jazz standards, because technically the process for learning a jazz standard starts before you're actually sitting down and practicing, which is what we're talking about now. Okay, so that being said, the first thing you're going to do is, is le- the second thing you're going to do is learn the melody of the first jazz standard that you've chosen to learn. Okay, the third step is you're going to learn four to eight bars of a jazz solo that you have picked to learn. Four to eight bars, or I also say the first phrase. Four to eight bars or the first phrase of your jazz solo. So if it's like just um, a natural ending to a phrase that Miles Davis plays on Freddie Freeloader, which is a jazz solo I always suggest for people because it's really accessible, it's not too hard to learn, then you would just stop at those four to eight bars, that first phrase, uh, and you're just going to learn that. Now you might say, ah, but Brent, I want to learn more. No, trust the process. Don't learn more. All you're doing is you're learning the first four to eight bars of the solo, okay? All right. Now, step number four is you practice a two-five-one lick. Now, well, it could be any lick of of any chord progression. This is just what I do in my course, okay? So practice a two-five-one lick in concert C and concert F, okay? Concert C and concert F. A couple things there. Um, If you're learning a 2-5-1 lick, first of all, why would you learn a 2-5-1 lick? 2-5-1 is the most popular chord progression in jazz, right? You're going to see it all the time. So you learn a 2-5-1 lick, and how do you find that lick? Well, in my course, I give you licks to learn, right? But you could also just go to any recording and learn a 2-5-1 lick, right? Just learn a 2-5-1 lick. And so for that first session, you're taking that 2-5-1 lick that you like and you want to learn, and you're you're learning it in concert C and then you're transposing it to concert F. Now, concert C and F, why is there? Well, I like to start with C, first of all, as the first key. Now, instead of just going up chromatically to like C sharp or, you know, I don't know, down chromatically if you'd like to B, I like to go through the circle of force. That's C, F, B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat, B, E, A, D, G. Okay, that's circle of fourths. I just like to, that's one way to practice it. So that's the way I'm setting it up for you today. All right, that is the first session. So let's review. What do you do in session number one, our first stair step? You practice a pattern or uh, not. It doesn't have to be a pattern. That's just what I, that's just what I do in my course. It can be a technical exercise. You practice technical exercise. Second thing you do is you learn the melody of the first jazz standard you've chosen. 
Step number three is you learn the first four to eight bars of your jazz solo. Step number four is you practice a two, five, one lick in concert C and concert F. Okay. That's what you do. Now, depending on who you are, that might sound like a lot or a little bit. Well, in my course, I have a second pathway that is easier, a little bit of a lighter load, but it still mathematically works out. Okay. But this is just, this is just the, you know, if you really want to digest all this and get into it, right? Okay. That's all right. That's it. That's all you're going to do. And you might be tempted to do more than that, but don't because it would make no sense for the rest of this practice plan. This is all about batching and you'll see some other things that are built in here that are really important too. Okay. So that is it. All right. So let's go to the second session, the second session. Now it's important to note that we are building off of the first session. Okay. Building off of the first session. So um, what's the first step of, of session number two, you're going to practice another technical exercise, but one that hopefully builds off of the one that you had before. Okay. Now that's again, why I like to do patterns because they're good for all instruments. And then what you do is you just take the same scale, the same um, musical item and you just change up the pattern, right? Okay, so practice that one short technical exercise, whatever it is, that hopefully builds off the one before it, okay? Because we're on the second stair step now, right? We're going up to floor one. Okay, the second thing you're going to do is you're going to learn just the chord changes of your first jazz standard, okay? Just, just the chord changes. You already learned the melody. Now you're just learning the chord changes, okay? That's all you're going to do. Um, now again, how to actually learn chord changes, whether it be by ear or with sheet music effectively, that's for another, that's for another lesson altogether, right? I've already covered all that on this podcast. All right. But that's what you would do in this practice session. All right. So you've done that. What the third step is you're going to learn the next four to eight bars of your jazz solo. Okay. So, or the next phrase. So you've already learned the first phrase and sure you can, you know, review it really quickly to make sure like, okay, that's right. That's what that was. But then you learn the next four to eight bars or the next phrase can be really short, right? doesn't have to be a lot of bars, just a little bit, right? And this is manageable. Okay. And then the fourth step is you're going to practice that lick that you learned, the two, five, one lick into in concert B flat and concert E flat. Okay. Concert B flat and E flat. And that's just going through the circle of fourths, right? We already did C and F last time. Now we're doing B flat and E flat. Okay, because what, what's our goal? At, at the end of the first floor, we're going to have gone through all 12 keys. That's what we're going to have done, right? Okay, cool. Uh, let's move on to the next session, session number three. All right, session number three. Uh, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to practice another technical exercise that builds off the one from before. Okay, again, I do patterns, but another technical exercise and just one short technical exercise. Okay, step number two. Uh, this is where I, I actually apply uh, I apply some exercises that I teach in my courses. Um, but what you're going to do, I'll just tell you one that you can do. You're going to practice a chord tone exercise, a chord tone exercise for the jazz standards you're learning, okay? So you've already learned the melody. You've already learned the chords. Now what I want you to do is basically play the arpeggios of all the chords. Now, I give away exercises where we do voice leading. So, you know, you play up one arpeggio, you go down the next one, but you're voice leading so that you're playing the next nearest chord tone. Basically, you're learning how to connect these chords together now. This is kind of the first step of improvisation for me. Start with chord tones. You've already learned the melody. You've learned the chords. Now start figuring out how melodically you can connect them together on your instrument. Okay? So that's all you work on. That's all you work on for that session. All right? And the next step, step number three, is you learn the next four to eight bars of the solo. 
Okay, you've already learned uh, two of those four to eight bar phrases. Now you learn a third one now. Okay, you see how this is working? We're just taking bite-sized chunks and learning more and more and more. Okay, that's step number three. Step number four is you're going to practice that two, five, one lick in concerts A flat and D flat. Okay, we're just going around the circle, just going around the circle. All right, so again, technical exercise, chord tone exercise for the jazz standard, and then four to eight bars of the, of the jazz solo, and then a two, five, one lick in A flat and D flat, right? The same one, the exact same two, five, one lick you've been working on, just transposed. All right, moving on to session number four. Session number four, uh, this is where um, we do a few different things here, right? So far, you can kind of see the pattern, but now we're going to kind of disrupt that pattern a little bit in a good way. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to you're going to learn or work on another technical exercise. Again, I do patterns, but it can be whatever you want, and hopefully, it builds off of the one that you've been doing before because we want to be improving on something, not just doing something random. It's all about improving on what we worked on before. Okay, so that doesn't change. You're you're just doing another one. Okay, now. Uh, you're going to just practice improvising over the jazz standard. So you're going to play the melody first and then improvise. And I would encourage you to do this with a metronome, or you can also do this with a backing track. But the idea here with the jazz standard now is you already know the the chords, you know the melody, and you kind of have mapped it out with your chord tones, right? Doing I call them chord tone maps. And throughout my 30 steps course for each module, we go over different improv lessons so that you can keep applying them, right? So this is just one here. Okay, so you do that. And the idea here is you're just getting your feet dirty here. Like, I don't care if you don't feel like you're ready to improvise over the jazz standard. I just want you to dive in head first and do it. That's what I want you to do. And then the rest of the sessions, as you're going to see, that's what you're going to be doing. Because when it comes to learning a jazz standard, it's just all about trial and error and doing it over and over and over again, especially when it comes to improv. Okay, so that's step number two with the jazz standard. Step number three, you're not going to be learning new information on the solo. You just review the first 18 to 16 bars or 16 to 18 bars that you've learned uh, of the solo. Okay. So, uh, or, or 25 it would be 24. Yes. So just the first bars that you've learned. So you're only reviewing at this point. So, you know, at this point you've learned a decent amount of new information. Instead of learning more, you want to review. You just want to, you know, really make sure you got those down because you're learning a lot. So you just want to really make sure you got this down in a way uh, the jazz standard you're reviewing and the solo you're also reviewing too. You're just reviewing that information, not learning anything new, really important to, to put in review sessions in your practice sessions. I always build that in. It's really important. Okay. All right. Step number four is you're going to practice your two, five, one lick in concert G flat and B. So we're not reviewing on this one yet, but in a way you are reviewing the lick. You are reviewing it. Like every time you transpose it into a new key, you're really just reviewing the same thing, but you're changing it up a little bit and you're really helping your brain to think differently about that musical material. Uh, that's why learning things in all 12 keys is so helpful. Okay. So you're just going right around the circle of force G flat and B and B. All right. Moving on to session five, we're getting close to, to floor one. We're getting close. Okay. And, 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 you know, spoiler alert here. We're not, I already said this, we're not going to have to go through every single step of every single floor uh, because a lot of this stuff repeats. All right. So session number five, first step, what are you going to do? You're going to learn another or work on another technical exercise that builds off of the one that you did before. Step number two, 
You're going to once again practice improvising over your jazz standard. Play the melody first, then improvise. Use it with a metronome or a backing track. More review, right? This is just more and more review. Okay. Then you're going to learn the next four to eight bars of your jazz solo. So we reviewed last time. Now you're learning more. Okay. Four to eight bars of the jazz or the next phrase, right? Not more than that. Not less than that. Just the next phrase. Okay. All right. Step number four is you're going to take your two, five, one lick and go into concert E and A. So we're almost done. We're getting close, right? We're getting close to finishing um, the, the going through all 12 keys with your lick. So lots of review and learning new material. Okay. Let's move on to session six here. Uh, okay, session six. You're going to do the last technical exercise that you will do for floor one, okay? And again, I hope that this is building off of the one before. Step number two, you're just gonna practice once again improvising over the standard. You can do this for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever much time you have that you can still fit everything else in. Then play the melody and then improvise, right? You're playing the melody, why? Because you need to review that melody, get it really internalized. You're you're improvising, that's gonna make you know how to do the chords and, and, and of course just get better at improvising over in general. Okay, now then you're going to learn the next four to eight bars of that jazz solo. Okay, the next four to eight bars. Um, at this point, at this point, I'd like you to be at 32 bars. So, you know, if you're learning more on the lower side of the amount of bars, try to try to get up to 32 bars at this point. Because if we're basing this off of a 32 bar chorus uh, tune that you're learning a solo over, right? So four to eight bars, and uh, hopefully 32 bars at this point. And then you're going to finish up all 12 keys with your two five one lick, going to concert D and G. Okay, concert D and G. All right. All right, moving on to session seven. This is really important. We've now reached floor one, but we're not done yet. We can't take the next step up because we need to seal the deal here. All right. This is what I call a review session. We're not learning any new information now. We're just reviewing everything. Okay, reviewing everything. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to review all of the technical exercises that you worked on. Okay. Of sessions one through six. Okay, review all of them. So whatever one you worked on first, you know, review that. Now, th- again, this review shouldn't be too intense for you just because you've worked on this material for a little bit. Doesn't mean you have to master it, but you're just going to review those. Okay. Uh, the second step, you're going to review the jazz standard you've been working on. Okay. It's kind of the same thing. You're going to practice playing the melody, practice the chords, practice improvising. And also don't forget the chord tone exercise that you worked on, because that's what I consider in my 30 Steps of Better Jazz playing course, an improv lesson, right? You just focus on one improv concept per module so that you're not learning a billion different things you can do. You're just working on one chord tones being a good place to start, because that's the most important way to start improvising, okay? All right, step number three, you're going to review all 32 bars, or, or if you didn't make it to 30 part, two bars, all of the solo that you've learned so far, okay? And the important thing is to be able to play along with the recording, okay? So if it's the Miles Davis solo on Freddie Freeloader, you're playing along with Miles Davis so that you're nailing it. So you review everything you've learned, okay? And then finally, you're going to review the 251 lick in all 12 keys. Again, you've done this so many times now, it's not going to take you that long to do it, right? Same with the solo. You reviewed that first part, right? It's more like putting it all together. All right. So that's one floor of the stair step practice plan. All right. And and the whole idea here is we're building in review. We're batching a little bit at a time. We're covering the big three of all that you need to work on with jazz. Right. 
and we're we're growing. So at this point now, you've done six technical exercises that build off of each other. You've learned one jazz standard. You've learned 32 bars of a solo and you have uh, learned uh, a lick in all 12 keys, a two, five, one lick. I mean, how about that? Right now that was manageable. Why? Because we did it in small steps, right? We didn't do it all at once. We didn't focus on only one thing. We focused on a bunch of things, but we did small little bite-sized steps. Okay. All right. Now we're going to kind of fast forward through this practice plan because spoiler alert, Steps one through six are really the same as the next set of six sessions, right? That's It's the same. And then it's the same for the next set of six sessions, right? So now you might be saying, well, Brent, I mean, this sounds a little bit redundant, but it's not redundant, right? Because you're learning new technical exercises. Hopefully during that step where you learn a, a chord tone exercise, you're going and doing another uh, another improv lesson like I would do in my course, right? And you're learning more bars of the solo. And what I do with the lick for the different uh, modules, the different uh, floors of the practice plan is we learn a different important chord progression, another lick from an important chord progression. So you might do for the next set of six, the next module, the second floor, you might do a minor two, five, one chord progression, or a one six two five chord progression, but something else that's common that you would want to know jazz language over top of. Okay, so it's it's all different material, just the framework is the same. So you repeat that you re- you repeat all of that. Now let's go over um, what the last couple sessions look like. Okay, what what do the last couple sessions look like? Because at this point, when you finally get to uh, is it twenty eight? I think when you get, yeah, when you, when you one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. By the time you're done 28, at this point, you will have learned four jazz standards. You will have, uh, assuming that your jazz solo is like two choruses long, then that means you've learned two solos. If not, you've learned one solo or one solo and some change, right? And you've learned four different licks in all 12 keys over important chord progressions. And you've worked on technical exercises, right? Have I covered all of them? Yes, I have. So at this point, you've accomplished all of your goals, but it's really important to end your practice program with some review, some heavy review, okay? So this is where um, I'll go over session. This will be session 29, okay? So session 29, step number one, quickly review all of the technical exercises you did in the first floor, okay? Again, I have a a patterns handout, so that's what I say in my course, but you're going to review all of them, all right? Step number two, you're going to review only the first two jazz standards you learned for floor one and floor two, okay? Only the first two jazz standards. So just improvising, playing the melody, you know, rehashing the chords if you need to, right? And then step number three, you're going to review the first jazz solo you learned, Okay, or the first sections that you learned in floors one and floor two. Okay, so you'll review only that much information that you've learned in that in those two floors. And step number four is you're going to practice um, the major two five one lick, or if you did the minor two five chord progression next, say in floor two, 
you'd you'd review those two licks in all 12 keys. So 24 24 different times you'll be practicing, but it's it's 12 keys per lick, okay? So you're going to just really do a hard review session. It might take you a while to review all this stuff, but again, you've done it all before many times, so it shouldn't be like you're doing something foreign at this point. You're really just trying to go, "Hey, what did I all learn during this entire process? Let's solidify that." Okay? All right. So then let's move to session 30. All right. Session 30. This is the last one. So um, again, you're going to review the uh, the patterns or the technical exercises that you did in floors three and four. Okay. We already did one or two. Now we're doing three and four. Then you're going to review the last two jazz standards you learned in, my, in, in floor three and four. Okay. So the last two that you'd learned. Okay. The same deal. Imp- improvise, play the melody. Uh, and then the next step is you're going to review the second jazz solo you learned in floors three and four, or again, whatever parts of solos that you learned to, you know, make the math work. Okay. That's modules three and four, floors three and four, I guess I should say. And then the last step is you're going to review uh, whatever chords that you learned licks over for floors three and four in all 12 keys. Okay. And that sums it up. You've done all the work, you've learned all the new material, you've solidified this information, and then the last two sessions are really about reviewing everything that you did, all right? And that, my friends, is the stair-step practice program. Now, obviously, this is a lot of information, right? It's a ton of information. And, you know, in theory, um, it it's an amazing framework, and you'll hear from... Um, You'll hear from my 30 steps to better jazz playing students. A lot of the people that um, that get to the very end of the course and they they say like what it, what it's been good for them. The main thing they said is the fact that I actually had an actual program to stick with, and they had the community in my course and all the other good things that came with the course. The you know the 98 page exercise book, all those things. But the the main thing is having the framework that they actually stuck with into the very end. And a lot of them will say, by going through this practice program, I I got way further than I ever possibly would if I was just on my own, right? Because the fact that they actually went through this process and really went through it, like they didn't, they didn't cut corners, they just followed the stair-step practice plan that the way this practice program is laid out, it helped them improve way, way more. In fact, I think someone, I'm looking for the quote right now. Someone told me that they they improved more during these 30 sessions than they have in years, okay? Now, yes, uh, I will say with pride, I'm, I'm proud of the, of the course that I came out with. It's a great course. It's, I believe in these kinds of courses more than here's a billion different music theory ideas you can play and, you know, where you just get a bunch of more content, right? If you want more content, listen to my podcast, right? But uh, it's really the testament to actually sticking with this program, like doing this. And I've basically given it to you, right? So I don't care whether you enroll in my course or not, that's neither here nor there. I'm giving this away to you today to just say, this is what I do. And this is really what my superpower is, is telling people how to practice effectively. And so the stair-step practice plan is one of those that I do. And we'll be talking about another one that I believe is also very effective next week. All right. So my challenge for you is to think about the stair-step practice plan 
And think about what your goals are going to be. Is it going to be to learn a jazz standard? Is it going to be to learn a jazz solo? Is it going to be, you know, what's it going to be? And see if you can't take some of the ideas from the stair-step practice plan framework and go out and give it a shot, right? And see how it goes. Even if you only do the framework on learning a new jazz solo, see how it affects you. See how you're able to improve. That's my challenge for you. All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Uh, hope this was helpful for you today. Hope that you take action on this, as always. I'm just so fired up about this stuff, and I, I hope I don't come across sometimes as like overly passionate, but I just really am passionate about this sort of thing um, and just helping you guys get better. And this is the way that I believe you can get better, right? Um, and yeah. And it, by the way, if you do want to enroll in my 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing course, you can definitely do that. Go to 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing there's a free mini course you have to go through uh, but that's kind of like the the course that sets you up with some of the goods like you know how to actually do the things that i talk about in the stair step practice plan because all this is theory um and, but you know you want to be able to learn a jazz standard appropriately and learn solos by ear and things like that that you will do in the practice program so there's a free mini course i give away first before i invite you in but that's at 30 steps to better jazz if you're interested uh, okay, as I always ask, uh, if you've been getting value out of this podcast, then please leave a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Just helps out the show. Oh, man. Um, like I said, we're going to be going over another practice uh, program, practice uh, system for you next week that I'm excited about. But uh, it's December. It's like the last month of Oh, wait, we're not in December yet. We're in we're in November. Sorry, it's November, but it's almost December. It's almost December. It, it, we're cut. We're at the. Oh, I can't believe that 2019 is almost over. I mean, it's just amazing. We're also approaching episode 200 of this show, which I'm trying to plan a special episode for. Um, but it's just a special time. I know it's a busy time of year. So thank you for listening, and uh, I will see you on the next episode. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.